Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Evans. Jim and Michael will not be able to join me for this episode. Jim had a conflict, and Michael is down south getting his deliverance on. Now let's you just drop them pants. Thank you for joining me. So week four is here. It is hard to believe we've already been through three weeks of the season. Man, this is just going quick. So before we get into the start sits for the week, let me just give you a quick update on how our league looks. So as you know, Michael beat Jim last week, so they each retain their respective titles of champ and chump. I lost my first game in week three. It was against a really good team, but it was more so because I made the wrong choice at quarterback, starting Kirk Cousins instead of Joe Burrow. Additionally, David Montgomery got injured early in that Bears game, and he only got me a couple of points. That's really what made the difference. This week, I get Rooks. He has a good team that has really underperformed at running back, and I'll probably be facing off against Tua on Thursday night. So if we look at the rest of the league, we have uh, DWO, which is Michael's team. He's 3-0. and I am at 2-1. and We have League Doormat, who has won two in a row to go to 2-1 and as well. We have Big Daddy Woo Woos, which is a new name for Slick's team, at 0-3, and, and then Pinnacle Prisoners at 0-3. So that's in the North Division. The South Division, we have Strange Brew at 3-0. and He's the one that beat me this last week. We have Disposable Heroes, who's Jim's team. He is 1-1-1. One, one, and one. We have Bad Card, who is 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Sofa King Good, who is 1-2. and two. And then Rooks who is one and two. So this last week, our scores were pretty low for the week. The high score of the week was 120.10. And then the low score of the week was 80.40 points. So, I mean, a relatively low scoring week for all of us. All right. Well, before we go ahead and get into the start sit, let's go ahead and check the music charts. Boy, would you look at that? We have the number one hit song in Mississippi. Champ, 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 So Mike must be blaring that out the windows on his drive down south. Okay, let's go over our start-sit candidates for week four. Again, it's okay to sit your stars based on matchups or injuries, but don't go nuts and sit all of them. Maybe one or two. We will provide some start-sit options for the Sunday-Monday games only. We covered the start-sits for Thursday night's game in episode 18, which was released earlier this week. So don't forget, there is a London game this week, which starts at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you get your starters in the night before or early that morning and really pay attention to Jameis Winston's status and Michael Thomas's status because those are guys that either have not practiced through the week or were limited in practice. 
So for my first start, I'm going to go with Darren Waller. The Broncos are horrible at covering the tight end position. They're allowing 75% completion rate to the tight end position this year for an average of 9.11 yards per catch. And that has been against relatively subpar tight ends. Darren Waller is a much better tight end than what they've had to deal with so far. I would start Darren Waller with confidence. My first sit is Antonio Gibson. Gibson's usage has dropped consistently since week one from 49 offensive snaps in week one to 40 in week two, down to 34 in week three. Couple that with the fact that he is almost non-existent in the passing game. He went from eight targets for seven receptions for 72 yards in week one, down to four targets for two receptions for 13 yards, down to just one target for one reception for two whole yards in week three. Washington should be playing from behind for much of this game. Therefore, the game script should benefit J.D. McKissick in this one. Start Nick Chubb. So Cleveland is on the road this week, but I don't think that matters when you're playing against the Falcons. Chubb should be able to run all over the Falcons defense that have given up 34 fantasy points to the running back position so far this year. However, that has been against New Orleans, the L.A. Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks. All of those teams have struggled to run the ball consistently, a problem the Browns and Nick Chubb have not had. Start Nick Chubb. Sit J.K. Dobbins. He came back from that injury last week and had a decent game, but not a spectacular game. They're still working him back. However, he will be facing that tough Buffalo defense. I wouldn't be starting him if he was on my team, and especially if I had other options. So sit J.K. Dobbins. Another start I have is Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler put up a stinker last week. There's no doubt about that. This week, he gets Santa Lovey and the Houston Texans. This is a get-right game for Eckler and probably Sony Michelle as well. The Texans are giving up almost 5.5 yards per carry against opposing running backs, and now they play against one of the better backs in the league. Start Austin Eckler. All right, so I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, and I'm going to say sit Miles Sanders. So Miles has actually been running very well when he's gotten the opportunity. I was wrong earlier this year saying that the Eagles were not all of a sudden going to start throwing the ball all of the time. It appears that they are. Even when they are up and the game script would dictate that they would run the ball to run out the clock and protect their lead, they just keep on passing the ball. So I would sit Miles Sanders this week. Okay, so we're going to switch things up just a little bit here this week. Instead of listing out who our highest scoring player of the week is, I'm going to go ahead and give you one player that I would target in trades right now, either based on this week's matchup or future matchups. And then I'm also going to give you one that I would trade and sell high on. So my trade for candidate is Kyler Murray. He's definitely a buy low candidate if the owner is disheartened and you can get him. Uh, Kyler is going to see brighter days ahead. He'll be getting Hopkins back in four weeks. Rondell Moore is practicing and he'll be back at some point here soon. Hollywood Brown and Greg Dortch have just been playing lights out recently. A healthy Kyler with all of those weapons at his disposal, watch out. Try to trade for him now as his value will probably never be lower than what it is right now. On the flip side, if you have him on your roster, he's definitely a hold. Okay, so my sell-high candidate is James Robinson. I'm not saying that Robinson is not good. 
he has surprised me coming back from the injury the way that he has. He's been increasing his touches every week and yards almost every week, and he's scored every week as well. That doesn't sound like a guy that you want to trade away, but there is just no way this is sustainable for him. If you look at his schedule, they play against Philadelphia this week. That's a negative game script. He's probably not going to get that many touches because they're going to be playing from behind. Week five, they play against Houston, which is a good matchup for them. Week six, they're going to be at Indy. Again, a negative game script. I uh, think that they're going to be in there, so not good for him. Week seven, they play against the Giants. It should be a decent matchup for them. Week eight against Denver. That's going to be a negative matchup for them. Week nine, they play against Las Vegas. I, I think that that one's going to be a tough one for him. Week 10, they're at Kansas City, so they're probably going to be playing in a negative game script from behind again. Week 11, a bye. Week 12, Baltimore. Again, probably another negative game script. Week 13, at Detroit. Detroit really is no joke right now. They're actually playing pretty good. Their run defense isn't playing that good, but, I mean, they're putting up points. So that one could be a tough one for him. Week 14, at Tennessee. Again, that one there should be a decent game script. And then once you get into playoffs, they got Dallas that first week. So that's going to be a horrible matchup for him. After that, it gets better with playing against uh, the Jets and playing against Houston. Again, I just don't think that this is sustainable for James Robinson. And that's why I would try and sell high on him. All right, that is going to do it for today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. Please don't forget to follow us on your socials. I can be found on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Larry. Michael can be found on Twitter at Domination. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And Jim can be found at Jim Ruddle at Hotmail.com. We will see you next week when we go over Week 5 Waiver Wire Pickups. We may also drop mini episodes to discuss breaking or important news that may be pertinent to your start-sit decisions or late waiver wire pickups. And then from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. See you next time.